between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. your presence but thank you for the blood of Jesus that has made us named after your family and I thank you even for mercy that is that is working on us mercy from your heart and from your throne Lord we have come this morning on account of that mercy not standing on anything but just just the mercy which your son obtained for us. So we, we just welcome your, your ministry today. We ask, Father, that as, we, as we, uh, we stand in your presence, we won't stand alone, but Lord, that your heart will be open to us. We don't want to also fellowship with our own thoughts, but we ask that there be an entrance of your thought and of your express mind for our heart in this time we obtain mercy thank you jesus lord we welcome the ministry of your spirit even the ministry of angels and ministers said are they not ministering spirits that will minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation we we find grace this morning, Lord, to key into their ministry, that, that heaven will speak, that heaven be open, and that blessing will come. Thank you. Help me and help my vessel. Help this weak man, this weak boy in your hand. Help me to, help me to be a conduit of things more worthy and awesome than I am and things majestic and great. Open our eyes that we'll behold wondrous things in your law. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory. Father, I ask, let every heart take their own portion of the Spirit today to flow with your frequency and help every heart to, to be broken and to receive meekness for your word. Thank you, our Father. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory to God. Ah, hallelujah. Good morning to you. Still morning. Amen. Please just welcome someone and say, I'm happy to see you. And I'm glad to be here again with you. Praise God. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you. Glory to God. Shamarahato. 
sing hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We worship your name. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. to God. Thank you. Let's see Hebrews. <coughs> yes. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. I have been sent. I have been sent. I have been sent into your midst with mine understanding, with mine understanding. I have been sent with understanding. I am a being of understanding. I am a being of understanding. And I have been sent into your midst for to give you understanding. For to give you understanding. I am a being of understanding. I carry understanding that you may even see further. I carry understanding that you may see further. And I have been sent for to come give you understanding. I have been sent for to come give you understanding. I have been sent for to come give you understanding. 
understanding that you may come up, that you may come up, that you may come up, you may come up for the realm I come from is a high realm. It is a high realm. It is a high realm. It is a realm of high understanding. It is a realm of high life. It is a realm of high life. It is a realm of high life. And I have come. I have been sent. I have been sent to give you understanding. I have been sent to give you understanding that you may even see further. That you may see further. That you may see further. I have come to bless with understanding. I have come to bless with life. I have come to bless with life. I have been sent with understanding. I have been sent with understanding. I have come that ye may understand. I have come that ye may see light. I have come that ye may come up. That you may come up. That you may come up to our realm. That you may come up to our realm. For there is still so much more to see. There is still so much more to see. But you need to come into my understanding for to see far, says the Spirit of the Lord. Glory to God. Ah, okay, let's see. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10. <clears throat> if you're there, say amen. Amen. Let's see from, from verse 1. Hebrews 10 verse 1. <clears throat> it says, for the law having, having a shadow of, of good things to come. Praise God. For the law having a shadow, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I want to just acknowledge our mommy, who is uh, with us. Good morning, mommy. <laughs> Please. Can we just can we just greet mommy? Just say, mommy, good morning. Good morning. Yeah. We're happy to have you with us this morning. Praise God. We're enjoying motherly motherly blessing. Now, Miss, we thank God for that. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Hebrews chapter ten, verse one. It says, "For the law." having a shadow of, of good things to come. Thank you, Father. And not the very image of the, of the things. Can never with those sacrifices which they offer year by year continually make the, make the commas thereunto perfect. Praise God. For then, they, for then would they not have ceased to be offered. So if these things were able to accomplish um, perfection, praise God, say for would they not have ceased to be offered? But because that the worshippers once purged should have no more conscience of sins. So if that law, what they call the law, praise God, which is the shadow of good things to come. If it was able to produce perfection, amen, that for then would they not have ceased to be offered, but because that the worshippers would once power should have no more conscience of sins, but in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of what? Sins every year, for it's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should Take away what sins. Thank you, Jesus. So it says, Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared for me. And in burnt offering and sacrifices for sin, thou hast no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy word. 
thy will, O God. Praise the Lord. And then he says that above when he said sacrifice and offering and burnt offering and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither has pleasure therein, which are offered by the Lord. Then he said, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. <clears throat> he taketh away the first, that he may establish the second, by the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of, Jesus, of Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his fruitful, for he, by one offering, he had perfected forever they that are what, that are sanctified. Praise God. Now, it's very clear that the purpose of the ministry, this pattern, Hebrews was showing and explaining a pattern of ministry which God came, God gave to the earth, he gave to people and give to mankind entirely upon the earth. And uh, that pattern of ministry came first. Uh, it was, we first cited it with the Jews. Uh, the Jews um, were the first people that God was able, was able to show pattern, praise God, of ministry. So the Jews were... Um, people who were able to download what God, the, the first, they had this first photograph, I can put it that way, the first insight into what we call heavenly ministry, right? Heavenly, heavenly ministry uh, was not, we didn't, there wasn't really heavenly ministry um, on the earth until the pattern came. Now, before that time, what I'm saying is this, that um, when the Lord found Abraham in the book of Genesis, he went to look for him, and then he found him and said, okay, you come out of your father's house, out of your kindred, out of your you know, people and everything. And he called him out and then began to say, to land that I will show you, and we were able to track the conversation of Abraham, and then we saw that it culminated, and, and the Lord said things concerning him, that the, the reason for... For Abraham, thank you, Jesus. The reason for Abraham was for blessing too. Um, not just for God to bless him just as a person. When God was looking at Abraham, he wasn't just seeing him. And it was very clear from the scripture that God was seeing nations. He was seeing masses of human beings who will come thereafter. And then God found Abraham and then began to, to speak the, the language of blessing. You will discover that it was from Abraham's time that the, the concept of blessing began to be resurrected again in the scripture. From Genesis, initially Genesis chapter 1, you saw blessing. That was the initial blessing which was given to, to man 
in chapter 1, but it wasn't until God found Abraham that the conversation of blessing came back to the earth. Praise God. And then when God saw him, God began to say things concerning him that I will, I will bless you. I will bless you out and I will multiply you, your seed. You will be as the sand on the seashores. And then they will be as the, what, the stars of heaven. Praise God. So what happened was the Abraham, the, the main reason for God bringing Abraham um, is to bring blessing to the earth, to return blessing back to the earth. Does that make sense? And, and God finding Abraham, you see, is not just, it wasn't the plan, the plan of blessing in God's heart towards Abraham wasn't just to bring down the blessing of the, or the type of the blessing, which is what we saw with the law. It was actually to bring down the actual blessing. That's why Paul was speaking about it in the book of Galatians, I think Galatians chapter 3, praise the Lord, that God foreseen that all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Then he went and then what? Preached the gospel. Let's see. He preached the gospel to Abraham. Thank you, Father. We'll come back. Let's just go to Galatians. If you're there, say amen. amen. Galatians chapter 3, the scripture foreseen, that's verse 8. Am I correct? It says, and the scripture foreseen that God would then justify what? The heathen through faith. Then he preached, the, he preached before the gospel unto, what? unto Abraham, saying, in, in thee shall all nations be blessed. Thank you, Jesus. So, it was, so you, you can see very clearly that the reason for God reaching out to Abraham was for to find a way to bless all the nations of the earth. That it was a plan that God had. It was a multi-generational plan which God is still at work, still working on to bless what all the nations of the earth. And he went to Abraham and began to, began to speak to him concerning blessing. And then we saw the first, the first emergence of a type of fruit. Because initially he was solitary. He didn't have a child. God was doing dealings with him. He had a child eventually that wasn't according to the order of fate. Praise God. He, he wasn't according to the, the order. And why did God refuse Ishmael? It's not because Ishmael couldn't have produced um, it's not because Ishmael couldn't have uh, produced the, the kind of seed that can receive the pattern of blessing. That wasn't the reason why, the, because the Bible says it clearly, the reason why he refused Ishmael is not because he can't out of Ishmael produce seed who he can move into the wilderness and cause them to receive the pattern. But he said the reason why he refused Ishmael was because it wasn't after the order of fate. It was fate is that if you won't be able to, if you go through Ishmael, you can have Old Testament, but you will never have New Testament. 
through Ishmael because of the New Testament is a, is, it, it's born out of the womb of faith. So, so what they were bringing out of Abraham was the, was the legacy of faith. The, the, the correct seed is, is a seed who will, who will progress on the earth to a point where the, the, an actual seed, the actual seed which God wanted to bring out of Abraham was Christ. Right, so when he was saying, saying that unto Abraham and unto his seed shall the blessings be and all that, he said he was speaking not to seeds as of many, but to seed as of one, even one. Which seed is what? Which seed is Christ? That's what the scripture says. Praise God. So you see that through Abraham, blessing, God was able to bring back the, the concept of what? Of blessing. Now before Abraham, God was dealing with men on the earth, but God hasn't begun to, the, uh, before Abraham, heavenly, before Abraham, even after Abraham, before God descended on the mountain of Sinai in the wilderness, heaven hasn't yet, heaven has not yet ministered. So heaven was, man has not yet gained any kind of snapshot into Heavenly ministry. You know, we're seeing last time, you have to be able to connect what God is saying. Amen. That um, what the Lord is saying is that the, the reason for heaven is to heaven is a, is a type, is a, sorry, is a, is a storehouse of, of what? Of, of blessing. Praise God. And so that heaven, um, when God began to deal with men and began to walk with men on the earth, right from Genesis, the way God was working with Adam, for example, it wasn't through heavenly ministry. The, the ministry to Adam wasn't through heavenly ministry. It was the Lord God coming down in the garden in the cool of the day. You see example. And the way he was ministering to them is through what you call presence. Do you, do you see that? There's, there's difference between You will see presence of God in Genesis. Presence, presence, presence. Presence of God. Praise God. Now, presence of God, the, the purpose of heaven is to break into the presence of God. That is the, the or that's the purpose of heavenly ministry. Am I making some sense? We are, we are very quiet and calm this morning. Are we, are, is everything okay? Uh, praise God. Uh, should I, should we, can we preach this message? Is it okay to, I, I just need to make sure we are okay and we can go ahead. Amen. Is every, everything is fine? Okay, praise God. Um, so, heaven, so the purpose of heaven, or the ministry of heaven, why, why God stretched out heaven, like what? A, like a curtain. He, he, he covered himself with light, and then he stretched out the heavens like a curtain, according to Psalm 134. Um, that, that stretching out of heaven is for to put within heaven, a ministry, right, to put within heaven. And that ministry is a blessed ministry. It's the heaven is the keeper of the blessing. It's heaven carries all that man needs to be blessed with in order to break into the presence of God. Uh, do you see that? So in heaven, the trophy, there's a trophy in heaven. The trophy which heaven is keeping is God's presence. Is the, the, the very presence of God. And that is what... That's what heaven covers. Am I making sense to you? So heaven, so, but before Abraham came, later on when 
they began to show the pattern of heaven. What, what men had was the presence. It was actually the very presence of God. And it's very clear to you that God's very presence could come to the earth. If it can stay in heaven, it can stay on the earth. Because both heaven and earth, they are of the same creation. They are of the same order of creation. Praise God. So God's, God's, God did not design the earth initially to be void of his presence. That wasn't when God made heaven and earth. Um, he, he made earth to have some kind of, there is a, a sort of a superior, not superior, but a more superior in terms of comparing with the, with the present now, the way earth is right now. That the initial earth which God made was a more superior kind of earth. Praise God. Which had, and one of the things that made earth superior was it had an Eden. That was one thing that you find between, common between earth and heaven. Is that heaven has an Eden. That was where Lucifer was. He was in Eden, the garden of God, according to, and then every precious stone was like covering, according to Ezekiel chapter 28. Praise God. And so, Anywhere there is an Eden, you can have presence. Do you understand? So Eden just means, Eden means garden. But Eden, he said, I was in Eden, the garden of God. So the garden of God is the kind of garden that can take the presence of God naturally. Where the presence of God will feel, we can stay here. We don't have to rush out or run out. We can actually stay in this place. So when God made the earth, praise God, God did not make the earth without an Eden. The earth had its own Eden, and heaven has its own what? Eden. So when, when God is coming, God could leave the Eden of heaven, which is where he had prepared for himself, according to Psalm 133. And then he could leave that Eden and come down to where? The, the Eden of the earth. And you find in the Eden of the earth where he put man, there you found, you found his presence was with them there. Praise God. And also, God's presence also was able to journey out of Eden. But he wasn't, the presence of God was not abiding in Eden. God's presence can go anywhere. Praise God. But it can't abide anywhere. Abiding means it finds what? A, a resting. So right now, there is, no, there is no place on the earth that can carry the abiding presence of God. Yet, even you say, ah, what if when we go to church? Thank God for going to church. What we experience mostly in church is the Holy Spirit. Right? Or you are, you are in the presence of the Holy Spirit. But the Lord wants to raise the church. That's the reason why the church is still a... A, a, something under construction. Every church is under construction, no matter how fine the building is. You say, okay, and they, praise God, you, you build the building and they, they do an inauguration service. Today is church inauguration and opening. But that, after that inauguration of the physical building, you know that the souls inside there, the actual church, which is what is formed when the souls congregate, is still under construction. And how you know that the church isn't, hasn't finished being constructed is that the church yet has not broken into the presence of God. We haven't become a habitation, a habitation of what? 
a habitation of God's presence. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Am I making sense to you? So before you saw God moved on the earth through his presence, but man journey and his presence is what man left. And you see that's what happened to Cain. Cain departed from God's presence. Amen. It was, it was away. He left the presence. The departure from the presence is um, talking about the departure of the soul. Do you get what I'm saying? So even though Eden, Eden is a place that where God's presence can abide raw. I mean, the, the way God's presence is in heaven. And when you get into the third heaven, you will know that you have entered into the presence. That, that, that's the place of the presence of God. And that's the way Eden was. You can enter Eden, and then in Eden you can be in the presence of God. Do you understand that? But after Eden left, had, was Eden, God closed Eden. You saw how he closed Eden by the cherubs. You saw the flaming sword, and then the cherubims who he put to guard that way into the tree of life. So cherubs are the cherubs are angels of the presence. Of God, you see that. So it would take cherub. Every every um, cherubic stature, like the way Lucifer was before, the way Michael is now. So even Gabriel, those angels are cherubs. They are beings of the presence. Gabriel introduced himself. I'm Gabriel. When he was speaking to, was it uh, Zachariah or, or or Mary or who was he speaking to? He said, "I am Gabriel, who stand in the presence." Of God, so those beings uh, who are angels of the presence, they have their their names are El, Michael, Gabriel. They are they are named after the very the very name of God. Praise the Lord. So so that that angel, such cherubims, God put them to block that way. It means he, he shut up Eden on, on the earth. That we are we are closing Eden now. Everything because something has happened to the earth. Praise God. So the earth has fallen below. When Adam sinned, the way Pastor Ceci was teaching on Monday, was teaching concerning the impact of the, or the sin of Adam, that he didn't just tamper with just Adam's soul alone, that there's something about the, the spiritual, the, the, there's something God put. The earth is not just physical. The earth is also spiritual. Something tampered with the spiritual. It is part of this, is the spiritual um, facility. There's spiritual facility in the earth. It is the spiritual facility of the earth that carries the presence of God, not the physical. So when, when sin came, something happened to that spiritual facility of the earth to be able to carry the word, the presence of God. And then all, because of that, all of, all of creation was thrown into bondage. According to Romans chapter 8, that is all, creation is groaning because it became subject to what? To vanity. The, are you seeing that? Praise God. But what happened was when God, men were leaving Eden, God drove man out and then God closed it. But the presence of God didn't stay. The presence of God still followed man because inside Adam and Eve, they still carry properties of their soul that was compatible with the presence of God. Do you understand that? So, so God's presence could still find, there was still somewhat of an inward guarding of the soul in Adam 
that even though Adam has, a seed has been sown into Adam's own garden, which was beginning, beginning to bear fruit little. I'm sure he didn't prosper too much. But into he, the heart of his son, Cain, for example, that seed prospered. And then what happened? The, the fruit of that seed prospering is that and then Cain departed from the presence of God. Are, are you seeing that? So Cain's departure is so you're seeing property of presence that God's presence can be, it can be in an abode like you see in Eden. You, you might not understand what that means. There's so much about Eden we don't understand because we don't have that kind of world anymore. In fact, the kind of physical world that could contain Eden was also destroyed by water. So what we see right now is not the skyscrapers, all of this thing that we're doing. We don't know how that world looked like. We don't know what was the, we don't know what was the principle that was governing maybe development and all of those things in that particular world. Amen. <coughs> Praise God. But what you, could, what you find is that the presence of God could, could walk with men. You see men like Seth came up. He also, it was also a being that was raised up that to a degree. All those people who are... So anybody who is called Adam, the word Adam means a man of his presence. Praise God. That's so the, the spiritual Adam. Um, not the literal meaning, but... The, the word literal meaning, literal meaning of Adam means, Adam means the man of the red earth. Adama, right? The man of the red earth. That word red earth is not just the, speaking about the soil of the ground, how red it is. The redness of the earth is talk, talking about that facility of earth. That, that can, everything that can carry the presence must be red. We talked about that before. Even when you look upon the throne, when he came into heaven, they took John to come up into heaven, and he passed through the door. And one of the things he saw was the color of him who sat, and said he was to look upon like a jasper, and they what a sardine stone. Those are those two. Those two stones are red stones. So those are those red color is also the color of the blood. All of those things. Those are signs of the presence of God. Are you seeing that? So it means that that the earth was red before. That if you, not physical red, I'm talking about, those are just metaphors. They are Holy Ghost language to describe things, realities in the spirit. That the earth was red before, and that earth, Adam was a man of that earth that was red, that has, so the red earth is the earth that can, that has space for the presence. The earth that can carry the presence of God. Do you understand that? So, there were men of Adam, you saw the genealogies of Adam in the book of Genesis, that there were, were men who were after that order. So it means that every person who was named in the genealogy of Adam up to Noah, they ended it in Noah. When they described the genealogies of Adam, they went from Adam down to Noah, and, they, and that was it. So those, all of those beings were Adams, means they were, all of those men were, they called them sons of God, praise God. And they are also sons of God, but they are also souls who have the ability to carry the what? The presence of God. They were men of the presence of God. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that? They are what? Men of what? Of the presence. And after Noah's generation, that was when men, they, decided, they, had, they had, you know men hold meetings. You can, you can have people, they are sitting down together. They are not holding meeting physically, but they are holding meeting. 
what is the meeting is that their natures are just aligning together in the same kind of way because the same, they are facing the same adversary. The same defeat this one is facing, the other one is facing the same defeat. And then what those defeats by spirit is the breaking down of thought, breaking down of judgment, breaking down of sense of priority. So those things were happening in the time of Noah. Then Noah began to preach that ah, God said he wants to destroy the earth and he built an ark for all, a big ark that could take everybody. But they all had their meeting, <laughs> which is not really a meeting, but you saw this means the same virus had affected all of them and they refused to enter into the ark. Amen. And then just Noah and just the, the few of them who God helped to listen to him, it's, um, it's souls, praise the Lord. They were able to enter. So from that time, that was, that was, a, that was a sad time on the earth. That was, um, that was a season when men could collectively refuse God. Right? The men just collectively, we had just decided we are not going to follow this being called God because of it's, it's, it's too much of space from the presence of God is what it, it makes the heart strong to take resolves against God. The presence of God softens the heart towards God. That's what, that's what makes Lucifer sin great. That many of us, you don't have the stature to commit his kind of sin. Because his sin was a sin of stature, a being of the presence. For, from a, a being that was raised for God's presence could then turn against it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Uh, so, but... For, but for a lot of for men to sin, they had to depart from the presence. So that was what happened to Cain. Cain didn't start sinning outwardly. And this is just a background. They were just laying background for the world. Amen. Cain did not start sinning outwardly. All right. What was happening? What happened to Cain was sin was lying at his door. That was what the Bible said. And that was door. Door. When you hear door, door means your heart. It's the door of his heart. Sin was lying there and sin was trying to break things down. So Cain's departure from God's presence wasn't physical leg walking away. The person departs from God's presence from their heart. So his presence of God, Cain was departing from the presence so that he can go and have his own way. So you see many things that Cain began to do, marrying wives, having children, building cities, there were things that were done outside the presence. He knows that if he stays in the presence, he cannot get those things done. Praise God. Are you seeing that? So that if he stays in where? In, in the presence, he cannot do what? He cannot, he, cannot, he cannot live that kind of way. There is a kind of life that the presence of God is a prescriptor. It prescribes life. You find nobody can can live, can stay in the presence of God without a, def, a defined restriction and boundary about what kind of life that you will live. Do you understand that? This, that's one thing about the presence. The presence of God restrains a man. It, 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 puts, it tells you this thing you can do, you cannot do this. It creates a definition. God's presence is also the place of judgment. That every single thing is judged where? In the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. So you see, you saw men of the presence. Then after a while, God's presence was no longer on the earth. 
That was when, when God was giving up concerning his presence on the earth. It was when he said, my spirit will no longer strive with man. For he also is what? His flesh. He was saying that all the imaginations of the thought of his heart are evil what? continually. So God said, I will no longer strive with man. God withdrew anything con- about presence from men. Because men had rejected it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God. Then after a while, God came down and said, I want to find a man who can, who can, who can bring the, we can now initiate the cause of saving all these men who have left the presence. All of us leaving the presence. The same word of, same thing of leaving the presence is also in a sense, falling short of the glory of God. For all I've seen, the book of Romans, for all I've seen, I'm falling short of what? The glory. You fell short of the glory. It means we also, to fall short of the glory is also to fall short of the presence of God. Praise the Lord. So the Lord then found Abraham and began to speak to Abraham concerning blessing. He said in blessing, where the Lord began to speak and swear, you know, he first of all called him for a walk. He was watching him, testing him. Then after all, then Abraham walked with God, proved himself through walking with God. The ultimate proof was him choosing to give his only son to God, Isaac. And then Abraham did it, he bound him up, tied his eyes, put him on the altar. It was about to, it means he had already finished it in his heart. It was just to accomplish it in the physical. And then God stopped him and said, no, look, and there's a, there's a ram behind the ticket and all that. And he replaced him with the ram. But in that mountain of Moriah, the Lord began to say things concerning Abraham. Say that in blessing, I will bless you. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply your seed. So they will be as the stars of heaven, and they will be as the sand on where? On the seashore. Praise God. So what is the mean of, of they being as the stars of heaven? Amen. So stars, the Lord using stars of heaven was talking about, of course, number as well. But not just number, it's talking about habitation. Do you understand something? He was talking about not just number, also what? Habitation. That I, we're gonna, I'm going to bless you and then I will, out of you, I'm going to pull out two, two, different, two different lineage of men. One of them will carry pattern. One of them, the, the others will be able to, to rise into the, the exactness. Of the, of the blessing. So you saw Abraham was carrying two streams in himself. In his loins were two streams of beings on the earth. He was a father to both natural heritage, a naturally blessed heritage, and a spiritually blessed heritage. So that's Abraham. So it means Abraham was to give birth to beings who would be as the sand on the seashore, and also beings who will be as the stars of heaven. So you can tell that of those two orders of, of, um, 
of generations of Abraham, one of them will be actually glorious more than the other ones. Am I making sense to you? Is this making any sense to you at all? Are you sure? So, so what, the, what the Lord was saying to Abraham really was, um, he, will, he will, when you look at the stars of the sand on the seashore, and then you look at the stars of heaven, sand on the seashore is, are, are people who are, who are, who, praise God, they are people who are, who are, who multiply but have multiplication in corruption. So that word corruption means vanity. Corruption is vanity. That people who will not be able to escape the, 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 amen, the, the pool of or the, the the effect of vanity upon their soul. <laughs> Amen. Um, but they will carry the pattern and they will move into multiplication. But their, their multiplication is upon the earth. So there will be many upon the earth. But God said, okay, those are not all that you will have. You will also have seed that will be many in heaven. Are you getting me? You also have what? Seed that will what? That will, there will be many, they will multiply in heaven. So I will bless you, your seed will be as the sand of the, of the seashore, and then what? And then you say your seed, they will, they will possess the gates of their enemy. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. So they will, both the, the physical seed will possess the physical gates of their enemies. And then the spiritual seed will possess the what? The spiritual gates of their enemies. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So the Lord then dealt with Abraham. After a while, he was able to give birth to the right seed. Isaac. Then after a while, God dealt with Isaac. Isaac was able to give birth to another seed called Jacob. Then God was able to multiply Jacob. Amen. Amen. He did what? He multiplied Jacob. And then Jacob was able to form a people who moved into the wilderness. The Lord delivered them from Egypt, brought them into the wilderness. So the purpose of the earthly stream of Abraham was to fulfill the type which those of his offspring who will be heavenly what they were coming to. So they went into the wilderness and God was able to use them to download the pattern of what? Of heavenly things. Praise God. So they downloaded heavens in the mountain of Sinai. What actually came down in Sinai was 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 heavenly Heavenly, heaven was a type of heavenly ministry, right? A type of heavenly ministry that was, that preceded the download of the type of the presence of God. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? The type of heavenly ministry that did what? That preceded the type of what? Mm -hmm. Of the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Makatasi prateve no shikateli arabazata bagadoshi patelia vatalia no sotali gereboshti prata bagadoshta. Breketali adabavante posikali adabashite venemekason totolia pasatali agadoshta. Kefetia nasipane ketolia aprete peketavanate. Ela prepe poposon tita tali agafanti agatosti pretelima presensa. Eli brenti brought you to presence. Evento brought you to presence. Ele brogovanti a presence. Eli brenti brosis anti a bretsis a bretz for presence, a league and a breath for presence. Pret, pret, bread. I break and bread, bread. I break bread, bread, bread. I may pret of a bread. I ready pret, bread, 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 bread. I may get a bread. I may get a bread. I leave bread to bread to bread you up. I make it to breed you up. Everyone to breed you up. I leak a tolly agadaba shit tabadoshta. Mania setate tali agadosi fapetila karati mati osopate ere re rossi resi raise you raise you up heaven to raise you up beketon to raise you up heavens come to raise you up to raise you up to raise you up that you'll be fit for the presence that you'll be made fit for the presence for we are raising we are raising we are raising those who will be able to stay in the presence who the presence can abide in who the presence of the Lord can abide in for this is all that the Lord is seeking. It is all that the Lord is seeking and searching for. Whom he can be their abode. Whom can be his abode. Whom can be his abode. He is raising. He has come to raise. Everyone has come to raise. Those that his presence can abide in. Can rest in. Can rest in. Can rest in. I am raising. I am raising. We have come to raise. We have come to raise. We have come to raise. For there is bread to raise. There is bread to raise. There is bread to raise. Those that can take my presence, those that my presence will rest in. This is the seeking and the old duty of man right from time, to stay in presence, to stay in presence. This is all that men ought to seek for. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So, um, so you, um, the, in the mountain, uh, what came down to, to the earth 
on the mountain was, um, was a type of God's presence um, upon the mountain on Mount Sinai. Uh, but for that to happen, the Lord had to, he had to bring down also a, a type of, uh, of a heavenly, a representation of heavenly atmosphere. Praise God, which is, he had to create the sort of a representation of the environment or the concept of separation on the mountain. You see it, everything, if you have time, go and read um, what the Lord did there. He, t- he told them, he created a barricade around Israel. He said, go and gather around the mountain, but don't just all come there. Go and get yourself ready. Gather around the mountain, but let there be a separation between you and the base. He spoke about the base of the mountain and the people. So that was the, that that realm of separation was a type of the first heaven. Do you see that? It was a type of the first heaven, which is the, the realm of separation from the people, praise God, and from the mountain itself. Then when you now begin to approach the mountain itself, when you move beyond the, the place of separation, amen, so then you get to the mountain itself, you now come into a realm of burning on the mountain. That was exactly what the mountain looked like. So that was where it was, they describe it in the book of, let's see quickly, um, when he was describing it. Was it chapter 10? Praise God. Hebrews chapter 10, for you are not come. Sorry, it's chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, thank you, Jesus. Very, very quickly, let's see. It says, for you are not come unto, um, unto the mount that might be touched, he said, but that burned with fire, no blackness and darkness and tempest. So you see, burning with fire, then blackness, darkness, and tempest. See, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of wars, which voice that they that heard, that the war should not be spoken to them anymore. Praise God. So he says, for they could not endure that that was commanded, and it was so, as much a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust with a dart. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quick. When you go back to Exodus, you see that the mountain was actually on fire. God set the mountain on fire. So it's very clear at that particular point that Sinai was a type of Zion. Do you see that? It was a type of the mountain of God, which is a fiery mountain or a burning mountain that, that you find after a realm of separation from the people. So there was separation, then there was the realm of bond, which is the second dimension of heaven. Are you seeing that? God was created that, the burning dimension. Then you see, now you, you say, okay, why, why didn't all this separation, burning, why didn't that exist in Eden? It's very clear that you don't need that in Eden. Because in Eden, there was no sin. So the reason for separation, what are they separating from is sin. The people with their sin, they put them, you guys stay here. You must, you must create the, there is a, there is actually sort of, a, anybody who is sinful, there's a journey that must be taken. So you cannot have sin and God. That's the thing that we need to understand. That's one of the things the Bible is trying to teach us. And we misunderstand a lot in Christianity. 
right? And someone who's a Christian can say, Jesus died for all my sins and everything is finished. And say, because of that, God is not my father. We play every day. No, it's not possible. <laughs> Praise God. Do you understand? It's not possible. We are talking about something, a transaction that was done legally in the spirit. It's not your, your reality. And God is not a silly fellow who just does something, a representative um, act that has no bearing on you at all. And then you just continue in your sin and say, ah, Jesus died for me. And then God says, oh, Jesus, you died for him. Okay, let's hug the sinner. No, that's not how God is. Do you understand? <laughs> that thing that they did is for to create the legal framework for, for the work of removing your sin from you. That if your sin is not removed, forget about God. Forget about him. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So the, the whole purpose of the church is to remove the sins of people and to apply the the life that was purchased for them, which they haven't yet come into. Do you understand? So, so those Israelites, they put them aside and they created separation. So anybody that will come near to God, you must have first, you must, you must first have the boldness. So Moses himself, you, you, you have to tell what was inside Moses to be able to climb that mountain. That the first fear that the Israelites have is that it's the fear of crossing that space and getting close to the mountain. That it's not possible for, for any of them to move from the barricade and get to the mountain without something about them shifting. You say, how was Moses able to go? You have to understand that Moses, God dealt with him for 40 years in the wilderness to make him able to make that journey. If Moses was, didn't go into the wilderness for 40 years to be handled by God, when he sees that mountain, he will run away. Do you understand what I mean? So, so it means there was, there's, a, there's a kind of, there's a separation. There's a, the attitude of separation is, is, a soul that, is a soul that sees his death ahead and, and has the courage to proceed. That is the separated heart. What is the debt? I mean, it's not a debt in a bad sense. It's debt of separating you from everything that is not in agreement with God, which is most of ourselves. Our natural self, which is just our natural way of living, is mostly not in agreement with God. Praise the Lord. So for, so for a person who will make that journey, there is a kind of a boldness. It's, not just, it's more than boldness. We're teaching about it on Wednesday that there's more to, to it. It's more of a counting of a cost. Right? That Jesus was tying, counting your cost and taking up your cross. Cross is what we, what we do. We'll, your cross is what you will die upon. That thing that you can't carry a cross. It's not a cross for cosmetic purpose. That when anybody's lifting his cross, you know, that upon this thing I'm going to die. You've taken up the, 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 the destiny of death. Do you understand that? So, and then, so the, the, the process of the counting the cost is that um, process whereby the soul is able to take that journey, that bridge that barricade and move further to begin to engage the, the, the ministry of sanctification, which is the, the fairy ministry upon the mountain. So you see that when you look at the mountain, you just see the order, you see separation, you see the, then you see the steps of sanctification. That's every step on the mountain is, is a step because it was a fiery mountain, a mountain of, of, on fire. Then above, you can't really see it from where you are, but, but 
on top at the peak of the mountain, over the mountain, you move from fire into glory. And that was the place that Moses actually got to. That when he entered there, he found that he has arrived at a, a type of presence of God. Do you understand? And it was that when the presence that Moses saw there, he, he then swore in his heart and he was begging God, God, if this presence will not go with us, that we are not going to go. Do you understand that? He was, because he, has, he had broken into that, that thing called presence. And then so, everything the Lord began to say to him in that place was, how can we then make this presence, this type of presence that has come down, praise God, to how can we make it then remain? You know, it was the, it was the answer to Moses' prayer. That, you see, this type of presence that we've brought down, you've brought down, it must stay with us. And if it's not going, we will not go. So God said, okay, we can do it. There's a way we can do it. We are going to fulfill half of the promise I made to Abraham. We will begin to, the, the journey of fulfilling what? Half of what? That promise, which is, the half of that promise is the, the bringing of a people who can carry the, the earthly type, the earthly typification of the word of the, the earthly typification of the requirement for, for my presence. That is what the Jews, if God, if God did not do that, we will not have scripture. Maybe scripture will just be Genesis, then Exodus, then after Noah, and then the, the earth has gone, everything. That they will now tell you that men continue to be bad here after. And then they, and they will close the Bible. <laughs> if God did not find Abraham. Because when God found Abraham, he said, there's a gap. What happened before God now found Abraham? They didn't tell you what was the seed. They didn't continue genealogy. It was later they began to talk about it. Praise the Lord. You know, there was a season in the genealogy from all the way from Noah down to Abraham. There were guys who were in that time who they didn't mention at all. You don't know what they were doing. But it's very clear those men had left the presence. They were just living anyhow, like Abraham's father and his people in the awe of Chaldeans. Those were, they were souls who were cut off from God. They had left the presence. They were just living just carnal life. So, and such people, they didn't write concerning them in the Bible because there was nothing to write about them. They had no significance spiritually. They they, was, they, are, they were ignored by the scripture, apart from mentioning some of their names in the genealogy. Do you know what I'm, what I'm talking about? So, so thank God for finding Abraham, right? And so because of Abraham, the, the scripture can continue. Praise God. Scripture could what? Could continue. That in, you now saw, through Abraham, you saw... God could bring forth a people who can then download the pattern. You now saw God raised a nation who were a nation who were who could live out the script of the pattern of the blessing that God promised Abraham, which is the pattern which men must align to to receive back the presence of God. Praise the Lord. Then you say everything that they were just writing, the Holy Ghost was through Israel. The Holy Ghost could speak concerning Israel. 
Now, it means that Israel was a prophetic nation. If Israel wasn't prophetic in the way that they were, the Holy Spirit would not be able to use them, to use their life as, as the, to use their lives or their story as instruction for the Bible. Do you see that? That Holy Ghost couldn't go and then maybe, you know, there were other nations on the earth. Let's say the Jebusites, for example. I say, okay, instead of the Israelites, let's, let's go among the Jebusites and let's, let's use their story to talk a redemption. You know, it's called that the Jebusite story doesn't match redemption. That they are no, there's nothing about their life that can say anything to you. <laughs> Do you understand that? When you write their story, maybe the, the story you write is some of them who are the strong warriors, how they take exploit and everything. They will be going to their, they will also have harpers too. Like psalmists, you know David, they call him the sweet psalmist of Israel. Maybe the Jebusite had a sweet psalmist too. But when you now open the thing that he's singing about, there will be, there will be a problem. You now discover that you can't write this one in the Bible, what is singing concerning. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? That so a nation is not to, to make a people fulfill scripture. Imagine what God did for generations. They were fulfilling scriptures. When I say fulfilling scripture, I'm not talking about because there was what they were living now, they were not reading to live. They were just living, but there was something that was a force. There was something, it was something like an heritage, something spiritual that was binding their cause and interpreting them such that. What the life that they live can be instructive, can be used by the Holy Spirit for instruction of people who will be what the actual partakers of the blessing. Are you are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. I said praise God. Amen. So Israel, then that's how you now you see that the the concept God began to then define their life. You see. In the mountain, when the Lord was speaking out of the presence, God, was, God said many things out of the presence. One of the, main thing, one of the main things that God said out of the presence was the pattern of building the, the house of congregation. It's, that was the purpose of the tabernacle. is for congregation and it's for journey. It's for congregation and it's for what? For, for journey. Amen. So that thing, they were, they were lead, being led by, you know, how, how did they know where to go? They were, they were just there. They were just staying around the tabernacle. They would be watching. They are seeing the glory. After a while, the glory would just lift and start moving. Once glory starts moving, all the Levites who have their own portion of inheritance, they will go and, ah, this one, they would, this one would take the cutting, take the rod, take the ark, take the, they, would, they have their own inheritance. And they are pursuing the glory. That's how they were moving in the wilderness. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? So, so it was, they, they became a people of, of the presence. To the presence began, imagine the presence beginning to lead a people. You get what I'm saying? They began to lead the people. And then after some time, when the presence has, has rested with them for some time, amen. Praise God. I'm doing Bible story today. Today is Bible story. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So, so after the presence had rested with them for some time, you know, it took time. 
for prophets to emerge. It took time for presence to emerge. And God, God had to make use of the season when they, they had the tabernacle, when they had the temple. The season of the tabernacle and the temple and the ark. You know, they had the ark with them. It was in the temple until they crossed the Jordan. Then they were able to land finally in the land of Canaan. And in the land of Canaan, they shared inheritance for them. And they had a, the tabernacle. They also had it read in that land. Praise God. Are you seeing that? Then after some time, they were able to transition from tabernacle into temple. Right, the transition from tabernacle. But throughout all those seasons of transitioning from tabernacle into temple, there was the, there was the process of culturing of the nation in all of that season. That's one of the, that's one of the main purpose of the tabernacle is for culture. Or another word for tabernacle is also temple. Temple just means a tabernacle that has reached its permanent site. So you no longer use cloth and rods. You now use blocks to raise it up. So after a while, and, and of course the temple was built by who? By, by Solomon. And David gave him the wisdom. God gave David to David and then gave Solomon the wisdom and they built what? A temple instead of um, a tabernacle. Praise God. Now, now the purpose of tabernacle um, is to... Is to is to raise, um, thank you, Father. Thank you, is to, let, me, let me just put it this way. The, the purpose of the tabernacle is to raise prophets. Wow. Ultimately. Now you say, okay, but it's for priests. Yeah, I agree. The priest is for, is the priests are those who are, who are devoted to the house. They, carry, they have the life of the tabernacle and the minister in the house. Now, every priest is, is also prophetic. You can never be a priest if you are not. Jesus Christ, they call him the high priest of good things to come. He's a, he's a, that word, when you hear to come, to come means prophetic. That he's a, he's a priest of things to come. He's a, he's a high priest of things to come. Amen. Amen. Moses, who was, the, who was the chief, Moses was the chief Priests. I mean, that's the best word instead of because you say Aaron was the high priest, but you say even Aaron who has an elder uncle, an elder brother who he goes to, who hears God constantly. Who and Aaron himself couldn't can't hear God like that. He was a high priest by virtue of access once a year, but it wasn't. It was. It's not all of high priestly ministry that Aaron had privilege to. What, what Aaron had privilege to was the he had the, the he had the qualification for entrance and a specific ministry as pertaining to the people. But Aaron did not have the qualification to minister to God in the most holy. And that's another portion of I pray. But, but Moses could do that. Moses could converse with God. Face to face, they could talk. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so, but, so when you see Moses, then Moses, you've had, you don't see Moses refer to himself as a high priest. 
But even though you can see Moses, his stature was higher than Aaron. When it, when it came to interaction in God's presence and talking with God, Aaron goes once in a while, do quick, do quick ministry and come out. Very, run out very quickly. He knows that this is, not my, this is not my word. Anything can happen to me here. He's afraid of taking the wrong step. But Moses is relaxed in God's presence. They can talk. They can talk. God will talk. He will talk his own. God will talk. He'll talk. God, what about this one? Can you show me your... This is a language of presence. Can you, enter, can you go and tell God, God, can you show me your back and everything? And then when he was saying that, God was responding to him. God, God actually covered his eyes. So there's a place by me. There's a place you stand. You know, how you will see me must fulfill laws in the spirit. There's a rock, a place by me you will stand up. And I will now cover your eyes and then pass. It was just more a friend of God talking with God. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So Aaron, but Moses did not refer to himself as a high, high priest, higher than Aaron. He called himself a prophet. Right, he said, he said, a prophet like unto me shall the Lord God, your God, raise. And when he said like unto me, he was speaking of Jesus. That Jesus, Jesus also is a prophet too. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So, so it means that the, the, the actual, the height of the, of, praise the Lord. The height of the, of spiritual ministry or even that tabernacle is to produce prophets. Prophet, who are prophets? Prophets are people who, they don't just officiate things in the specific things in the tabernacle. Right? And you see there's something concerning the kind of priesthood which they revealed in the Old Testament is that it's a, priesthood, it was, it's a partial priesthood. And then the, the priesthood was a partial priesthood. The high priesthood was also a partial priesthood. In, in other words, they specify just specific function you be a specialist at this one thing. Now, a prophet is not a specialist at one thing. A prophet is someone who has inherited the way. A prophet means someone who has, in him is the spirit of the, of the testament. That thing that the book that was hidden in the Most Holy is saying, those things they wrote to Moses, you were told, they want to raise a being who has all in him naturally recite the living knowledge of those things. That is a prophet. So you see, when a prophet arrives in Israel, like Elijah, you see Isaiah. How many books of Isaiah was? He was just talking, just talking. And when he's talking, he's not quoting um, testimony chapter this verse this. says that. That's not what he's quoting. He can, he can talk out of his spirit within him and he's accurate with God. You understand? That's a prophet. He's... Prophet means somebody who the law has, mar- has married is in his soul. Uh, do you understand me? So, so the purpose of the tabernacle is to, is to raise prophet. Prophet means people who are carriers of the life. Uh, do you agree? Amen. So, and you saw that being to be fired. Well, we saw it really happen in recorded in scripture. That transition was through Samuel. Samuel was a young child. His mom had pledged him to the temple. Eli was the priest. And then when he was, as a little child, his mom just brought him and gave him to Eli. Okay, stay here. And he was just around there. Imagine a small baby, young person. Meaning he broke the law of priesthood. Because to be a priest, he must be 30 years old in Israel. But a very tiny priest, they wore him cloth. Imagine a little boy rocking around with priestly garments. But those things were to show. They want to show the actual 
reason for the temple or for the tabernacle. Is that from a child, first of all, he began to hear God. Remember when he heard God the first time? The Lord began to speak to him. And then the priest taught him that that is God. Next time, say, hear the Lord for your servant. Speak, Lord, for your word. Servant, hear it. Then he began to hear. And then he could now begin to hear things that the priest himself could not hear. Amen. Which was things concerning how God wants to judge the priest and judge his family and everything. And he went to go and tell the priest. This is what God said concerning you. These things will happen to you. And as soon as he said it, after a while, the whole thing, they happened. Praise God. And you saw Samuel then grew in the temple. He grew in the, he was learning. So, so imagine a child, he was around priests. So when the priests who take care of maybe the, 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 who clean the lamp maybe, who clean the table, who set the bread, who do all those things in the temple, he, the little boy, was watching all of them. While each of the priests is devoted to his own task, Samuel was watching all of them. He was just seeing, he was, he was looking at, he was reading beyond just specific devotion. Samuel was being raised by the school he went into was the school of the life. That all these things these guys are doing, there's a secret life that each of their function is trying to, to raise among the people. Do you understand the sense of what I'm saying? So he was, there, he was learning that. They didn't say that they gave Samuel a specific role in the temple. He was just around them. He was, he was picking up. So what, what Samuel was gaining in the temple was the spirit behind the devotion of the priests is what he was picking. Are you seeing that? So he was going to prophetic school inside the temple. Are you seeing that? Prophetic school where? Inside the temple. So Samuel was... After Moses, you saw Moses ministered, sorry, and then through Moses, God raised high priests and God raised priests. And then generation of priests passed. They were passing priesthood. Maybe this family, your work pertains to this side of the, of the, of the, the drapes of the tabernacle. The, the service concerning that thing, the attitude of it, each family, they were passing it among themselves. So the priesthood was passing down till it got to the time of Eli. When it got to Eli, Eli began to misbehave. His kids began to misbehave. He didn't teach his kids well. He didn't train them well. So at that time, Eli, Eli's time was when the first time heaven began to sense smell weakness around the priesthood. It was, a, it was actually a season of heaven. Heaven took note that this priest, you know, every last one thing with this priesthood is corruptible. It's actually corruptible. It's because it's, men, it's, be, it's born by men who are corruptible. So the priesthood cannot be stronger than the kind of man, men who are carrying it. That's why Jesus' priesthood is better. So you see, because he lived, he continued ever. He has an unchangeable priesthood. He was made a priest not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life, means that the, the energy, the, the strength of his priesthood is after the power of the endlessness of his life. His immunity to corruption is what made his priesthood strong and better. So when God began to notice 
Today's storytelling, oh, amen. amen. When God began to, boy, is this a good story? Yes. You, can read, you can read these things by yourself later out in the Bible, but we can't go and be reading them, you know. I have to just tell you a story about them so we can pick what we want to pick from them, amen. amen. But, but when heaven began to, they were, watching, they were watching the priesthood for generations, and they were checking. They now began to see that corruption is beginning to set in. You know, allies kids, they can collect bribe. You know, no men now. They just, they just say, for this kind of thing, you want, don't worry, we can do it. Just bring. When they will bring, when they are calculating the offering, they will cut their own side. God has his own, but they will have their own portion, which they will take. And, and their son, their father was weak. He, he had weakness concerning his sons. He wasn't a bad man. Eli was not a bad man, but he had weakness concerning his sons. But that thing is a weakness a priest should not have. In fact, the Bible was even saying that when a priest, if your child dies, you must not cry. Right? That's, that's the nature of a priest, that you, are, you, are, you belong to God. Forget about all those things. When you, you're, when you give birth to a child, it's not your child. You just give birth, you just give you the privilege to give birth to a priest who should serve in God's house. So that's the nature of priesthood, but... Those things are not easy. <laughs> it's not easy for a man to bear such a, a thing. Amen. So there's a feeling he had for his children and those, and that thing wasn't good. It's, it would bring corruption into the priesthood. So heaven began to see it, and then heaven decided, is that time to move this thing? Let's, we have to quickly take the power of the tabernacle and, and, and conserve it in another form, in a prophetic form. It's the same thing, but it can be conserved in tabernacle, the type of tabernacle, and then priesthood. They distributed it among priests. Distributed, but due to corruption, so we can now let's begin to conserve it in terms of in terms of men who will undergo not strictly, not priestly training, but let's change the training to be more prophetic. To Carry so instead of, of amen, amen, of just distributing the the wisdom, the knowledge of God's habitation into in the tabernacle with offices of discipline, but rather let's raise men with some kind of development that are compatible with the spirit of the tabernacle that can rest upon them and can make them mouthpiece. Do you understand what I'm saying? So because God knows that that priesthood will end, he knows that. So he said, okay, let's begin to raise prophet. And then you see, Samuel was the first type, was the first. So that's why when God wanted to do that, he wanted to conserve that thing. He sent, let's send a little child. The first step was let's make Hannah's womb blocked. Let's make her, her barren. Less. It was heaven. It wasn't devil or anything. It was just God. Because that barrenness was rare in Israel. They don't go barren. Don't, it's not a thing that they suffer from. Praise God. But God locked her. Why? Because he wants to give a reason. He wanted to take a child from her. God wanted to raise a child that would not belong to anybody. It's not easy to, it's not easy to, to get that on the earth. Every child belongs to somebody. Go and touch them, then you will know that. This person, if you think that... If you think that people are just floating, go and tamper with one. You now realize that somebody from somewhere will contact you. Be very careful with what you are doing. Praise the Lord. So, so God wanted a child, right, that has no, that right from his, when he's young, he doesn't belong to no one. He's, 
it belongs to nobody. And God had to use wisdom. If we can, if we can block the womb of a woman and then move her to come to the temple. And she began to, she began to pray. The sorrow of her heart. You know, God is very, very interesting. He didn't just block her womb. They now began to tamper with. You know, she has other wives at home with her. Praise the, what's her husband's name again? Is he a Kana? Then he, had, he has other wives, and those ones, they, they became anointed with lips to talk concerning her. Amen. <laughs> they received their own fresh anointing. But all of this was the purpose of the presence. Was God was just doing things. This is how God behaves, just doing things. They don't even know that they are playing a role in the, pro, in the program of God. But the grief, the, the, the difficulty pushed hard to the temple to go and be praying. And thank God for the, for the priest that could talk to her. He thought she was drunk at first. But this is not drunkenness. This is drunkenness of, of God's, of God's body. Praise God. And then God, the Lord orchestrated it and made her to be able to make a vow concerning him. That this being, if his eyes born, he won't belong to me. I just need him just to quench my sorrow from all the insults and everything. But really, I don't really want him. If you can just take him. And she vowed him. And God said, yeah, that's what I want. And then when he was born, as she had promised, she then brought him as a little child to the temple. So, so it, they were not raising a, a, a normal priest. It was a young boy. And after a while, he, when he had inherited all the spirit, it was the spirit of the law that Samuel had. He could now walk out of the tabernacle and begin to walk among Israel as a prophet. Then from Samuel's season, you will now see prophetic life began. I don't know how old he was later when he met, when he met Saul, the son of Kish, who, who he, he, there's so much, the Bible is too awesome. Amen. Praise God. So he, when he left, one of you now see the sign of prophets that after Samuel was raised, it, it was, Samuel was the person who was able to bring out the prophetic spirit into the land. And you now see that, that other tribes who have no part in the priesthood could partake of prophetic spirit. Are you seeing that? When, when Saul was anointed, when he was on his way back, he jammed sons of prophets. Those are, so those things were not common in Israel before. But prophetic spirit began to fall upon people through culture. Through culture and then spirit. When his soul is fashioned such that they can flow with spirit. They can, then when he says sons of prophets, son means developed, development. People who were, so there were some people who, ha, who had natural disposition toward the prophetic, and the Holy Ghost could use them. Uh-huh. Praise God. So you now saw the, that, that, that prophetic season, because God knew that that tabernacle thing would not last too much. Then you see that later, it was very, very close. After he found David, he was able to anoint David. Through David, they built the temple. Praise God. They built the temple. When David built the temple, things already began to change. David did not build the temple like, and the, 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 the mode of service in the temple wasn't exactly the way Moses gave it. It wasn't exactly, it wasn't according to just that pattern. Was, Moses' pattern was very strict. 
because of the, the amount of the sin of the people. If you, if you try to make them handle it spiritually, they will not. You must define their devotion, very, very strict. But, most, but David, by the time David had arisen, David was also a being of the spirit who they had raised in the wilderness. Praise God. And then David had come and he was anointed by Samuel. It, was, it ended up being about three times he was anointed. Three times anointed by the prophet. Are you getting what I'm saying? And with each anointing, they drive him into dealings. That's how each anointing was driving David into what? All kind of dealings to, to raise the, the kind of man who can also who can download vision for the next evolution of the pattern on the earth, which was the pattern which he gave to his son Solomon, which Solomon built. Praise God. And so Solomon built, and so by the time when Solomon built his temple, things had changed. They were not only offering bulls and all that, they also offered songs. That was another wisdom they added. You know, that was because when prophetic, the prophetic aspect of the law had risen, it awoken music ministry. That's why there's music, music is another kind of sacrifice we can offer to God. So you see the tabernacle musicians were around and everything. Amen. Then, boy, but what the Lord saw, foresaw, eventually happened later when the, the, the nation then went into captivity. And when the Babylonians came and they took, plundered the temple, they took the ark away. They took everything. So imagine if the ark was all that they had and there was no prophetic life in the nation. Things would have ended. Because you saw that Israelites, when they left Jerusalem and they went to Babylon, they forgot everything. They forgot everything. It only took men who still had prophetic spirit. A man like Daniel. Now, we don't know how Daniel was raised, but he must have been raised in, in, he must have come in contact with with that prophetic gift, which was now in the nation, among people. People carried prophetic, um, prophetic expression of the law. Praise the Lord. So, that was, so, the, so Israel moved from season of primarily the law, and then they moved into season of the prophets. So that's why those are the two pillars of witness of the Bible. Two pillars of witness of the Bible. The season of the law, then move into the season of word of the prophet. After the tabernacle ark has been taken and everything, but God could still be speaking. God could still be speaking through the prophetic, um, the, in the prophetic season. Praise the Lord. Now, what I really want you to see is the, I want you to see the, the vitality of the pattern. That's the message I want you to see. The importance, you cannot, you cannot do without it. You can, if, if you are a soul, you feel like, ah, all these things, it doesn't matter that I know them. See, it matters. It matters. There are things that you will not come into when you don't understand the pattern. And learning the pattern, I mean the detailed learning of the pattern is the prerequisite for the spirit of it. To come. That's that's the that's my all my stories to make you see that it should be very clear to you now. It's it's very clear. If not, 
God would have tried to raise Samuel just in some secluded place. Why did he make him sent to the temple, the tabernacle? Because, because what they want to teach him, the knowledge, there's nothing else on the earth that carry that kind of knowledge, the inward kind of framing of reasoning through which the spirit can breathe upon to give access into the mind of God. Are you understanding my, my, what I'm saying? So when you see the law and the prophet, you saw how God moved from, from the, the school of the law, which is a priestly school, and to move the principle of his abiding into the, into the prophetic dimension. They announced that, that those same pattern now began to emerge. You see it in the New Testament. When Jesus rose up, Jesus said, I, I didn't come to abolish the law. I actually came to fulfill it. He was speaking concerning himself that these are the things that are written of me in both the law and what? And the prophet. Amen. Praise God. Now, so when in the second, I've spoken a lot about the first stream. Say first stream. stream. I was telling you the first stream of, of, of Abraham's promise, of Abraham's blessing. You saw how God was able to bring it to pass at a, at a level. Amen. But let's look about the second stream. Those who will be as the stars of heaven. That is when you flip it into the New Testament. When, and you must begin that, you must talk about the other side of the, the actual seed, which is one. It's not seed out of many. Even though I say, I will bless, I will make your seed, they will multiply and everything. But really, the, the real intention of God is concerning the actual seed called Christ. That that actual seed called Christ, and that's the spiritual seed. Amen. And then the blessing, those who are product of that seed spiritually, they also have season of coming into their own what? Their own blessing. Now, so it's very clear then that the, that such seed, the way they will connect blessing or the heritage of Abraham, when you're thinking, ah, I'm a child of, child of Abraham, I'm a child of Abraham, the blessing of Abraham are for me. You need to understand what you are saying. How will you connect the blessing of Abraham? The only place you can connect Abraham's blessing is heaven. It's in heaven. It's not on the earth. It's not, no, no, but Abraham's blessing is not that cash, car. If you say, ah, God bless me, and I have got so much provision, and then you, you know, you see the way the Jews are. That's how we will be blessed. If you are thinking that way, then you are, you are, it's like a star falling and becoming a sand on the seashore. You want to, they say your own portion is to be numbered among the stars. Say, well, I don't like that one. Let me come and celebrate the blessing of the sand. You say, but is that an Abrahamic blessing? God will bless you with riches, with car, you have money, you have car. Isn't that, isn't that Abrahamic? Isn't that, well, I agree with you, yes, yes. But he has two streams, man. There's that side of it, but there's another side. There's the actual side of Abraham's blessing. So you now realize that the church for a long time centered around the the that aspect, we forgot that we are a different church. That you are not the church. Yes. 
for like a team has to come up. Elia papatan to come up. The nasty means to mean it is the no This is what it means to come up. I say this is what it means when I say come up either. This is what I am saying. Come up either. Come up either. Come up either. Come up. Come up. Come up. Come up. This is my call to you that you come up. You come up. You come up. You come up for you are ordained a star of the heavens. You are ordained and take your place in the heavens. Take your place in the heavens. Come up. Come up. Come up for yet even the church may be dwelling there but I have bringing my light to raise the church up. It is the season. It is the time for the church to come up. It is my church. It is my church and I'm concerned about my church for I am sending my light for to bring my church up. I would raise my church. I would raise my church. I am raising my church. I am raising my body to come up enough of dwelling on the earth. Now it is time. It is time. It is time to complete your mission. It is time to complete your purpose. It is time to face your profession. It is time to face your profession. For your profession is in heaven. It is in heaven. It is in heaven. It is in heaven. For I am in heaven. I am up, up, up. I am up, up, up. I am up, 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 up is where I am. I am up. It's time to come up. It is time to join me. It is time to join me. I am come to join. I am sending light to join. I will make this light. This light shall abound. The light shall abound. The light shall abound. The light shall abound. It shall abound. It shall abound. For I am turning lighter. I am turning lighter. Enough of light of earth. Come to the true light. Come to true light. True light is shining. True light is shining. And it will raise my body. I am come to raise my body. I am come to take my body up to join the head. Join the head. For the head is in heaven. Anyone that would join the head has to come up. You have to come up. You have to come up. Come up. I am calling. I calling. I'm calling. I am calling. And there is grace. There is grace. So much grace. I am releasing grace for to come up. 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 For there is nothing. There is nothing on the earth. 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 Much more beauty than you can comprehend is in the height. Is in the heavens. Come up either. Come up either. Come up, come up, for this is what I mean when I say come up. Come up and join the head. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Yes. Uh, so the, the Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews 10, see that from verse 1, it said that, so for the law having a shadow, a shadow of good things to come, and not the what? Not the very image of the thing. There's something called very image. Very image. Say very image. image. There's what he called the shadow, and and it's what he called the very image of the things. Amen. So what you find is that the, the very image are, they are of these things are born by the very entities. Amen. So the ministry of the New Testament is not ministry about heaven. It's a, it's a ministry of heaven. It is not ministry about heaven. The Old Testament is a ministry about heaven. The type came down. It's a, it's a type of, of heaven. Praise God. Let's see in verse, 12, verse chapter, chapter 9. Let's just go up a, a little bit. We'll see. Verse 19, it says, for when Moses had, Hebrews 9, verse 19, for when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people, according to the law, it says, he took the blood of cows and of goats and water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book, right, and all the people, saying that this is the blood of the testament which God had enjoined you unto. That moreover, he sprinkled with blood the tabernacle and all the vessels of ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission. And it was therefore necessary that the pattern of the things in heaven should be purified with these. That's with blood. But the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than this. Amen. Let's read that again. It says, it was therefore necessary that the pattern of the thing, of things in heaven. So when it's saying pattern of things in heaven, these are the things which Moses sprinkled on with bulls of blood of bulls and goats. So those things are patterns. The tabernacle, look at the things that he sprinkled. He sprinkled the, the tabernacle, then you see that is the house, and then the vessels of the ministry, means all the cups, all the things inside the tabernacle, he sprinkled all of them with blood. So it means that all of those things are are a pattern of what? Of the things in heaven. So those things should be purified with blood, but there's what you call the heavenly things themselves. That was was heavenly things. Heavenly things means that the actual um, occupants, what, of heaven, or the actual things in heaven 
with better what, sacrifices than this. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true. So those holy places, you know, of course, holy places are in the tabernacle. You have the, the court and you have the holy place. Then you have the most holy place. Those things constitute holy places. But they are holy places made with hands. And so Christ is not entered into there. But he said those things are figures of the true. You see, but into heaven itself. That's so Christ entered into heaven itself. For what? To appear in the presence of God. So the purpose of his entrance into heaven is to do what? Appear. So like I was teaching at the beginning, that the reason for heaven is to bring what? Us into the presence. So nor yet that he should offer him himself often, as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with booths of orders. But, that, but then must he often have, been, have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world had he appeared to put away sin by what? The sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once of offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that look for him that he shall appear, what, the second time without sin unto, what, salvation. Unto them that look for him. It's very clear that them that look for him are those people he called the, what, the commas. Those are commas. So, but those are not coming to an earthly tabernacle. They are people who are able to, to, to come upwards, who are, who are able to connect heaven. Praise God. And for the Lord having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make commas thereunto perfect. Praise God. For then would they not have ceased to be offered, but because that the worshippers once purged should have no more what conscience of sin. But in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins, what every year, because it's not possible that the bulls of go of of the blood of bulls of goats should be t- take away sins. Verse 5. Therefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a what? A body hast thou prepared for me. Then in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. Praise God. Verse 7. Then said I, lo, in the word, I come, lo, I come in the volume of the book. That word, when you hear the word come, 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 when you are saying come, is the same language, the same thought of commas in verse 10. It says that year by year to continually make the commas thereunto. So the word coming, say, well, you are come unto Mount Zion. That, that sense of the word coming, which the Holy Spirit is using in the scripture, is talking about arriving at what? The presence. That's the, they're talking of not coming of physical bodies. There's the coming of the soul. When there's not many coming, there's not, when it comes to the scripture, when the scripture is talking about you coming, there are not many journeys. It's just talking about your soul coming to God. That's it. That's the, that's the, the journey of the soul, not the physical body. The soul coming to God. 
So that's what heaven is meant for. The heaven is actually is to bring souls to God. It's to minister. When heaven is ministering, is to make what? Commas. Well, let's see how Jesus put it here. We have to understand. He says, then, I, then said I, lo, I come. So I cannot come outside the volume of the book. I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. So you see, the reason for the first type is to raise the volume of the book. Like the, the first order, which is, they call it the figure of the true, which they call the pattern of the things. Those, are those patterns, which include the, the specifics of the temple and then the ordinances of the temple and all of those things. They are what you, you, and then also the living out of it, which the prophetic life showed. Those are the things that you find where in the volume of the book. So you can't, there is connection between the, the volume of the book and actual coming. So you cannot, a soul cannot come. There's something about, about the, there's something about the soul. This is that just Holy Spirit's way of doing things. There's a link between the souls and, the, and their book. It's the reason between the, there's a relationship between the soul and the book. That's why you see in chapter 9, Moses is sprinkled the people. Let's read that because so, uh, verse 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 19, for when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people, so he was saying the things concerning that were in the book. He was speaking it to them according to the law. Then he took the blood of cows and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and then sprinkled both the book and what? The people. So there is a, there's a tie between what? The, the book and what? The people. Praise God. So the, the book is the, the, the coming of every person to God is, is archived within what Jesus was calling the volume of the book. That way he said, it is, lo, I come in the volume of the book where it is written of me to do what? To do thy will, O God. Praise God. It is written of me to do what? Now, so the, the volume of the book is through, through the book, then, and when Jesus is coming, Jesus, we read verse 9, so they're talking about how Jesus, where he entered into. He didn't enter into the physical one. He entered what? Spiritually. But that Jesus' coming to God or breaking into the presence of God is not just physical ascension. Things happen before Jesus ascended physically. Are you getting what I'm saying? So Hebrews is not talking about just Jesus' physical ascension to heaven. They are talking also, they are now tracing it back in chapter 10 to the things which he did while he was in the flesh. That it was through the what? Through the volume of the book that was written concerning him that he accessed. Praise God. So what that means is that there is a connection between heaven, heavens, heavenly ministry and the book. That the, the book is the heaven. When you can 
when the book open, heaven can open. That through the book, that there is a, there is a way you, you connect heaven through the book. Praise God. That without the book, when I'm saying book, I'm not just talking Bible, but we've thought, we've seen that. Okay, what is, it's, not what's, it's not the Bible, it's what is inside the Bible. The actual book is to the purpose of the teaching of the scripture is for the book to be open in every soul. Is, is that the reason why we're teaching the scripture is so that the book that will connect your upward journey, you to heaven, should be open within you. And for the pattern, that what is inside the book is the pattern of heavenly things. But that book on the inside, it has the ability to not just, to make you not just a, not just have head knowledge of the pattern, but is actually able to make your soul make ascension and take steps with what they, they call it the very true, the very image. The very image. So what is, what is contained within book are images, not physical Bible, but physical Bible scripture is an instrument through which your inward man can access the book like Jesus said, Lo, I come, I come in the volume, in the volume of the book opening is what gave Jesus access to heavenly ministry. And then when the book begins to open, the book is actually a book of images. What do you call the very image of the things in heaven? When you say image, image is talking about the image. Where do they keep images in heaven? The images in heaven are in the beings of heaven. Those beings are all, all his angels, who make his angels spirits. God made them spirits. Then he made his ministers a flame of fire. Praise God. He saw all his works too in all places of his dominion. All of those beings are beings of images which God have what? Has raised. And then through the, through the ministry of the book, as the book is opening on the inside, praise God. As the book is what? Opening on the inside, what will happen? You begin to see that transaction will begin to occur. Transaction will begin to occur. That there's something about the book that opens up heavenly ministry. Heavenly ministry. The, then the opening of the book is what the spirit of wisdom and revelation does to a soul. That if the spirit of wisdom, revelation, all those spirits are not available, the book will not really be open to the soul. So, so a, a person can, we were teaching about, uh, about separation, for example. We've been dwelling on separation for some time. Now we've taught separation through the Bible. We've seen a lot about separation through the scripture. Praise God. But just knowing it in your mind doesn't yet translate by that to the, the spiritual experience. But, but when the, the purpose of the revelation of the spiritual ministry of it is the, is the opening of the record of such things. And it opening, the book opening to your, your, your memory or your mind is not the same thing as it's been opened on the inside of your soul. The experience of maybe a, a page of the book being opened to a person is that when you get up, you live here, it will be talking to you. Yeah. 
that's a sign of a person that the book has opened to them. It's not every time you, you're reading Bible by yourself or you're listening to a message or everything. It's just that in just your life, it's as if, it's as if you are surrounded. Something, when, when a sign that portion, pages, chapters of the book has been opened to your soul is the, is, is the, is you, is the carriage of ministry with you. You will, you, you discover that heaven, heaven actually surround, can surround the soul. That's how t- these things happen. That's how they, they bring beings upward. Is that heaven, true access to the ministry of the book. And you, you know, Jesus, Jesus experienced that. How was Jesus raised? It was this kind of thing that raised Jesus. You see, angel, constant, angels were constantly ministering to him. They are the ones who drove him. He went to the wilderness, that temptation time. After that season, when Satan said, I'm coming back to you, he left him for an opportune time. Then angels came to continue the ministry. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? Those, that are, that's the kind of ministry. So angelic ministry, the way we've, we've seen it and defined it in the church, is very, very low. Angelic ministry that we see in, the, in church generally is mainly according to the pattern of the Old Testament. Not necessarily according to the pattern of what? Of the New, of the new Testament. Praise God. When, when you see angelic ministry, the peak of angelic ministry in the New Testament that we see, example, was a ministry to John in the book of Revelation. When the Lord sent his own angel, he said, I've sent my angel to show you these things. So that angel that was showing him all those things was um, an angel of the revelation of God. Praise the Lord. So, <clears throat> and those kind of ministry of angelic ministry, praise God, is, um, is angels, angel, angelic ministry, New Testament angelic ministry. You know, as a Christian, you can enjoy Old Testament angelic ministry. The same way an unbeliever is enjoying it. Even unbelievers enjoy it too. Angels, the angels are, <laughs> the angels, if you see the angels in this world, there are many. The world is not just, it's not just in the hand of Satan and his demons, the way we might think, because of evil everywhere. Because if it was only in their hand, by now things would have packed up. They would have, because there, there's no, they have no, they have no restraint to, let's just do small evil. They will finish everything in one day. There are things, there are other beings in the world, you know what I mean? As, as touching the physical world, how things occur in the physical. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But we're not talking about just that kind of ministry. We're talking about the, the ministry of angels ministering, the, fulfilling the accurate ministry which heaven was designed to, to do. You know, God created heaven in the beginning and the earth. But I said heaven did not minister was presence until that went. Then God wanted to bring out the pattern to introduce heavenly ministry. But what we had was the pattern of it. So it's now time for the earth to begin to, ex- ex- to experience the real world angelic ministry. Now, the way angelic ministry occur is angelic ministry cannot happen outside the book. It can't. It cannot happen outside the book. If, if the book is not opening, 
if the book is not what? Opening, what will happen? You cannot find the ministry of angels. You will not find the what? The, the ministry of angels if the book is closed. Praise God. So what heaven wants to do is they want to, they want to magnify, are you getting what I'm saying? They want to magnify the, 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 see, thank God for measure because God has given grace of us having angelic ministry in meetings, but that's not the, uh, that's not the, that's not the end of it. That's not the end of, and an angelic ministry is not tongue and interpretation. Right? It's not interpretation of tongues. And, uh, those are gifts that can pick their, their, the emphasis, the present emphasis of their weight and their ministry. Uh, do you get that? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is anybody on easy what I'm saying, talking about angels? Is anybody on easy? Some of us think maybe only the Holy Ghost should be talking to you. No, 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 no. No. If, if evil spirits in the, on the world should be, there are, how many are they that talk? Is it only one? Is it only the devil himself that talks to you? Do you? Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Amen. So, if you remove angels ministering to you, then why were they created? You are, say, are they not all? All. Let's read it. Hebrews chapter, chapter one. Are they, please can you read it to me? Hebrews 1 verse what? Okay, read it. Are they not that? Of salvation. How many of them are sent forth to minister? All. Every, every single angel carries a ministry. Every single angel. But the ministry is not appearing to you. I am the angel of that corner. My zip code in heaven is this one. Here by heaven. That's not the kind of... I'm not saying that you'll be, you'll be dreaming and just be seeing wings flapping. You say, ah, Pastor Jeff, I've been having the same dream for three days. What's the dream? I just... <laughs> that's not the angelic ministry. That's not, we're talking about the... We're talking about the... The ministry that has to do with the opening of the book inside of you that is calling forth beings and their nature. When, when we say angel, think nature or images. Nature, images. The same way to think about our own dealings with fallen angels. It's not by, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here by, I'm the demon of lust. I'm here to afflict you. The, before, you are, when you are tempted by lust, is it through vision or dream? I said, ah, the demon of lust appeared to me and he said, I'm he's here to war with me. That's not how the, it happens. Impulses. Is some, sometimes you just, you just be something present around you. You can't think straight. There's something about their kind of, I get what I'm trying to say. That's, so all of those things, those are, that's what you call the ministry of spirits, of angels. They are angels that fell. All the temptation of your pride. That, something cannot be behind you talking about who you are. How awesome you are. How, how you are better than everybody else. Oh, I, I, that, I get what I'm saying. You're not seeing vision or anything. It's just something 
that is constantly ministering. Are you getting what I'm saying? All our problems, all our problems, the the things that defile us, all the things that separate us from the presence of God, how those things are perpetuated in our nature is not by those spectacular. It's not spectacular. It's just in, in, in the world, living in the world, but there are spirits here. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, what I'm saying is that through the volume of the book, when the soul engages that volume, that's, what, that's where the blessing is. That's where the blessing is. God wants to open it up. That's how they open you to ministry, angelic ministry. As it's through understanding, revelation, revelation, revelation. They're teaching, teaching concerning the pattern, teaching concerning the pattern. Your heart is through meditation. You will connect the book in, within your heart. Oh. You get that book, the book will be opened up within you. You will begin to see what you begin to see is, is inward pattern of being. Behavior, you say, ah, be humble, be meek. It will become more than M-E-E-K. It will be a, an image. You begin to see the image of a meek soul, how you ought to be. It's when, that's how you know the book is open. Because, and when you begin to see such things, it's a sign that there are beings with such nature around you. The same way a spirit of fornication can come around a person and just be around them constantly. And they, 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 just, they, they don't think, they just, are you getting what I'm saying? That's the same thing the demon of, when I say lust, not sexual, I mean lust for things. Lust for positions, for power, all, everything that amounts to lust. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, lust of the pride of life, all of those things. A soul can just be, that thing can take hold of you. So you say, calm down, you just, you just see an ambition, strong within a person. It's not, it's not human beings were not made like that. There are spirits who have such nature who can be around the person for a long time. You just, you just move the person into a season. A season of, they begin to feel that way, a fire. They will just drop a coal in their heart that will be burning. I must be this. Until I achieve this, I won't rest. And the person wouldn't care. Are you dying in the process? Are you breaking God's laws in the process? Who are you? Are you becoming more mean in the process? Are you becoming less loving? Are you becoming less patient, less caring? Are you becoming less... Less, are you becoming more fearful? Are you becoming more, more, um, less, um, I don't know if it was faithful, but I, I, it's your capacity to stand by faith, not seeing, believing. Are those things diminishing? The person doesn't care. I must be this, I must get this. That's the spirit. There are spirits who are like that. Do, do you understand me? Those things are not ordinary. Even in a Christian setting, message will be going on. And the message could be a a beautiful message about the cross, just how Jesus Christ died and everything. But, wow, Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Everything. But even inside, as that message is going on, thoughts are there. Thoughts about, not thought about the cross. Means that the the spirits who, the spirits who, (laughs) no, no, I'm See, praise God. Let's, let's talk about these things. Amen. This spirit, they are stronger than that anointing of, in Jesus' name, now let's all now be crying and just beg God for our, praise God. And that's not the, it's, they are stronger. 
you see, they're talking of, of, of nature. It's more powerful than, you see, anointing to heal the sick. You see, someone can be under great power. People are sick, is being healed and everything, and he's still thinking of evil he will do tomorrow. That anointing can't tamper with that mind. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because of, those are, those are beings who came to our earth, who stay around souls. To cultivate. Why? Because the book that talks about them is open. What's the book? Is the, the spirit of the world. And somebody can be teaching through Bible, but yeah, what he's teaching is not the, the volume of the book. Because the volume, what's in the book? He said, it is, here I come in the volume of the book, where it's written of me to do thy will. That word is the will of God. That is the content of that volume. But there's a lot of messages that can be taught through the Bible that has nothing to do with God's will. It is the, it's the teaching. You can teach the lust of men through the scriptures. And when you begin to teach, they are, they are, they are, someone can be anointed to teach the lust of men. Once you are... Once you, are, you, are, you can really teach men's lust well, you just see popularity. Yeah. You are talking to the depth, their depths. You begin to touch depths of soul. They are in what, what they desire. Eh? So you mean we can be Christians and we can do this thing too? We can get this. Ah, okay. You can teach those things. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? But I'm telling you that in the same way, in the same way, this is the, the goal of heaven in this season. They want to amplify heavenly ministry. They want to amplify heavenly ministry upon the earth. They want to raise culture of people who are, who are spoken to by heaven. Who they are, their motivation is, is what beings of God's pleasure, what they think, what they are, their concern, will begin to also weigh upon men as men's own concern to carry out and to live out the burden. Of God. Are we blessed this morning? That's how your separation will come. That's how your sanctification will come. That's how your consecration will come. It will come like that. Let's just begin to pray. Let's begin to pray to, to the Lord. I want us to take, take some time to pray um, today. <clears throat> Help us, help us, Lord. Shut and I've read those CVN also. 
thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now, what activates heavenly ministry is the, 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 John called it the unction of the spirit. He called it the holy unction. The, the holy unction is 
he's the, the teacher. He said, but you have an unction from the Holy One. And then you, and you know all things. He's talking about the unction for knowledge. The same unction that Jesus was talking about. And when he, that the Spirit is come, he will then guide you into all truth. He won't speak of himself, but he will take of what he, all things that are his. And then he will reveal them to you. Praise God. The, there's, a, there's cooperation between the ministry of the holy unction and the heavenly ministry. It is it's through the unction that the, the syllables in heaven is what, is what awaken that ministry. The unction of the spirit is measure of the spirit. They will put it upon his soul so that the soul can be able to connect ministry of heaven. In that, in that same first John, he was saying that, well, you have an anointing. He called it anointing. You have an, an anointing from the that word, the Holy One, means the separated one. So he's, he's still he's separated from you, but he sent an anointing to you. You have an unction from him. You have an anointing from him, right? And because of that anointing, you will know all things. That anointing, because shall teach you. And it's not lie. It's not lie, but it is of the truth. And even as it has taught you, that you will abide. So you see that... That anointing of the unction is the, is the power of abode. The word abode means when you are saying abiding in him, you can never abide in him without abiding in heaven. It's not the, the way of New Testament sense, abiding in him. It's, you can never abide in him without ascension into the realms of his abode. It's the same thing. Becoming heavenly is fetching your abode in where he is. He said, bless you with all all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. And then later he began to speak about where if you are risen with him, you have to begin to set your affections on things about where he is seated. It's not him coming to your, your corrupt kind of conversation. Your own conversation must lift and rise and ascend up to where he is, where he is seated. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So that unction, that, that's one of the skills that sometimes we don't have. When ministry is coming, ministry of the word is coming to us, we don't know how to, through the, how to use the unction, how to, how to operate the unction, if we want to use it that way, to awaken the unction and then use the unction to connect the spiritual reality of what is being taught. You know, you know that in... In sometimes the most tedious aspect of doctrine, the most tedious aspect of doctrine, that's when men begin to drop off and begin to fail because of laziness to, to do it. But those, those the most tedious aspects, if your heart can tap the unction, the oil, the, the anointing that, is, that, that ministers, that want to minister the, the blessing, of those things. Like, if you are, you are hearing a message about the most holy realm, the presence of God, judgments of God, in those messages, those messages are, they are, they, there is weight of spirit. It's just that we don't connect with it the way we do. You know the way we connect with, if someone is talking to you about maybe where you will be in your career in the next few years, and then you are, you are sitting down, ah, so my career, this, I can become this. You know how you are thinking? We're not thinking about it intellectually. It's not just this thing that's working. There's something rising up here. There's some, you, 
you, you are, you, there's a way you, you can, if you are not careful, you, you will tap unction. And that unction will break sight. You begin to see everything around you in that season of your life. Ah, the, the, the glory that will come with it. The prestige that will come with it. You begin to see visions and all of that. It's, that is unction. It's spirit that is raising that. But when it comes to Bible, we tend to shut down those, uh, that thing and then we just want to think with brain. And then, you know, that, you know dry brain, thinking scripture, you get tired. You can never, you can't handle the, the weight of the, the detail of the pattern of God. To learn who God is. The pattern of himself. But what, they, what we need to learn is the ability to, 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 to tap into the unction. Is that unction, is the, the unction within your heart is what creates the environment for the spirit, the beings of those natures to begin to come. As revelation is coming to your heart, you see those beings will begin to come. Their, their ministry will begin to open up because there is space in the heart. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray that that kind of grace, this is our final prayer. Let's begin to pray that, you see, the, the, the grace to connect with, to connect heavenly ministry through the, through the, the unction of the Spirit. Not leaving the ministry of the Spirit behind, but awakening, allowing the ministry of the Holy Spirit to awaken dealings, to awaken visitations, to awaken access, access into fellowship fellowship of beings who carry the images of the things which we ought to be. Let's begin to pray. Just begin to pray. let your heart touch something. There's something that your heart can, can touch this morning. Le papa papa re pamaro pe paro pe zubriate prevenance marena shisha mara masko shielante la venokata manekata magito kamakata let's begin it has to do with the movement of your heart like how your heart should there's a way you should be moving with revelation with revelation knowledge there's a way your heart should be flowing moving with it there should be a, a certain heart commitment that will open up the door to the ministry of the spirit Begin to ask for grace. Begin to ask for grace. Mantesiata, Martele Kapa, Lempra Zota Larabaske, Lempra Sota Lingreta Kaligarama Sota Naria Labasukrete Karida Dasa, Repasasa Santa Negro Sansa Taparabazukrata Rabaha, O Manekasa Saro. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We give you praise. Thank you because you have blessed us. You have blessed our heart this morning. Father, we thank you because of your spirit, which every heart is receiving. That, Lord, these thoughts, Lord, we will, we will land as good seed upon a good ground within our heart, Lord. I pray, Lord, that this will be an initiation that everyone here tomorrow, the day after, the, the, the dealings, Lord, which these thoughts will initiate us into, that no one will fall short of it. Amen. Thank you, our Father. Thank you because the, the enemy is being defeated and you are, you are gaining the victory. So with thanksgiving, knowing that you are the one who brings this thing to pass, that it's not by power nor by mind, but it's by your spirit. Thank you for that work which you are doing and which you have done already. 
Thank you, our God. We give you glory. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.